0: podcasting yeah. you from Canton, Texas. This is WBAH. The <gasps> Bitch Amateur Hour. And then we'll have like a bunch of cheesy drop-ins like yeah, yeah like yeah <laughs> or some good like Hitchcock like noises like in the oh, background. My we can have some fun. Welcome to the coven. Oh my god. Such a dweeb. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the coven.
1: We have a exciting piece of news which is probably only exciting to us.
0: We've got a proper setup with two mics. Finally. I'm sure anybody listening to this has already figured out that we don't sound like a bunch we don't of honking sound... animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe that's presumptuous because this is a, a new setup here with both the mics, so there's a learning curve. Right. Hopefully we don't get into the file and we sound like asshole. Oh, and know. then we're sitting here talking about, like, listen, how much better we sound.
0: Oh, well, we <laughs> yeah. You probably noticed on our first episode, we a- had to share a mic. And we didn't point it in the right way. You got to hear my loud-ass, piece-of-shit voice for an entire episode. It's okay. I don't know why you're acting ashamed of it. It, It's gotten me in trouble a lot. (laughs) Hopefully people made it past that first episode and didn't leave us in the dust.
1: And if not, then it's just us and a couple of people listening and there are you know we're so stans what other hip things what does that mean you know stan are you serious okay you know okay all right hold on back up the eminem song yeah. You know, days can't call for Oh, yeah. That yeah, one? yeah. Okay. So the guy in it, his name is Stan. Oh. And remember how he was, like, obsessed yeah. with Eminem and he was writing him all those letters? Right. So that is where the term Stan comes from. So oh. if you're like, oh, I stan this person. Oh, my God. That means, like, you are a mega fan of this wow, person. Wow.
0: I love it. <laughs> um but we were using a different software to edit the with fucking worse. And it was just the worst. It's caused me many a screaming fit. Yeah. We were, we were, I think we were even getting pissed off at each other a little bit. It, it's just, it's <laughs> or just, just at everything around toxic. it. It's a toxic it was, program. It was bad. It you is can put... hear
1: how hot we are
0: about it right now. I, oh. We're
1: on to, we're, we've moved on. We're respecting ourselves and we've moved on to a better thing. We have
0: better <laughs> days, better days that dog my, my fucking dogs <laughs> i i apologize to everybody listening just yelling her heart out gizzy and dinah and
1: we'll probably try to post some pictures of them they're both Two little corgis corgs <laughs> they're such a problem.
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> old dogs i love them so much
1: she loves them more than i've seen people
0: love their children i worry about them all the time she really does she's gonna have ulcers because of my dog in, in her 30s that's why know? it's like i don't think i can have kids I don't think I can handle it.
1: Well, we've had that discussion before. One of your dogs, Gizzy, is she a human is being. a human. She's a human
0: being. She's a human. I can't even treat her like a dog because it's it's insulting. She looks at you with the wisdom and distaste of an angry old woman. She's like a a perfect like shady old southern lady she is and she just scrutinizes everything you do <laughs> side eye she's got a oh, side she's eye she's got the nastiest side eye she's got that down she'll, Absolutely, and, she'll, and she oh she's such a bitch like she'll be looking and she'll go she'll like be looking at the wall and say so you're like 90 degree angle and she'll slowly Cut them and just look for it. It's like, oh, she's judging me. Like I feel like I'll be sweeping and she's looking at me like, that's not how you fucking that's do that. Like, like, what are you good for? Like, <laughs> what are you good for? Like, she's such a mess. Dinah is the funnest dog I've ever had. Mm, she's sweet. She's a little dirt weasel. What'd you call her
1: earlier? A
0: a rat. A nutra rat. That's what she looks like when she's wet. She's absurdly long. She was the runt. So I think she's... She has, like, that runt attitude. She does. She's scrappy. Yeah, and she's just built, like... You know an invader's in Invader's End when they build grr out of all the trash parts? Yes. <laughs> they
1: give it like a tin can for a brain. Yeah. Dinah,
0: I feel like, just got the shit in. And, and she's, she's really was,
1: cute. It's like, she's just not proportionate. They were making these dogs. Putting everything, And they are like, oh shit, we got one left over it.
0: Put yeah, in it's like, let's in. put
1: like a Doberman nose
0: on this eight foot long body. Make
1: her body... 12 feet long, fuck it, do it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking
0: cat-dog body, and like, her tail... Instead of a
1: dog, she just has a regular asshole. Yeah, like, it's, it's,
0: it's like, it's ridiculous, and like, her tail is as long as that eight-foot body, and her face is as long as a horse. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Her face, her face isn't
1: as long as a horse's face, her face is as long as an actual horse. Like... <laughs> Terrifying creature we've described. <laughs> somebody please draw that
0: and send it to, send us. It to us. She's a cute fucking dog. Oh God, Somebody's going to be mad you talk about your dogs that way. I was. know. They're going to think that I don't deserve them. I, those dogs have probably the I best have, life. I have never met somebody who <laughs> treats their dogs better than you do. I swear to God. Oh, God. I do call it like it is. Though. They're, just, they're dicks. Unappreciative oh, dick. Man. Except for Jora.
1: Oh, Jora's a
0: sweetie. Jorah is... He's a mountain man.
1: I also have a dog, guys. Dovakin. <laughs> She's okay.
0: Tell us more about Jora. <laughs> Jora Jora is my anchor. Mm-hmm. And he is he's the first dog I've ever had that is connected to me. I rescued him from a shelter and he was fucked up. He'd been there for a year. In a tiny little concrete room. He still has eyes like he's some He has some major shit. PTSD. Yeah. And I think he was severely abused. Because mm-hmm. even with me, if I move my hands too fast, he'll duck. Oh no shit. Yeah. And the thing is, he's a gentle giant. Oh, he's I a mean, he gentle could... dog. Just, I mean, you can almost put your hand on him and just feel warmth. Almost an amber energy come from him. He just soothes me like no other presence can. Uh, I love what this episode is me talking about my dog. We're going to have to
1: cut this up and I don't, then, I like, think... put it, make it a separate episode about dogs
0: the thing is is that people are gonna have to meet them because they're gonna be on our social media right posts. like i mean it's just their part they're, just yeah i i'm i'm a really obnoxious mom and i'm gonna put them up i feel like um we're gonna have some intro rambles you know just yeah. like any uh any talk show they right. have a bullshit intro monologue section where we think you got about funny three shit. to
1: five minutes where it's a bunch of self-stroking laughing at our own jokes pretty much yeah we did talk however about kind of starting the show off with a really quick segment uh, macy and i decided that anytime before we record we're going to do a meditation of some sorts mm-hmm. and then we could kind of come on and talk about our experience with it how it went maybe which one we did
0: or something like that.
1: Maybe I think it's a little yeah. ritual we do.
0: Yeah, that's what sort of, It could be any. We need to. I think before we come to this room and mm-hmm. before we record, mm-hmm. do something together, whether it be a meditation or a ritual, something to get our mind in the right. you know, in the right place. And we already kind of, if you guys
1: could see this room, hopefully by this point, we've posted some on, on our socials. But if you could see this room, it's beautiful. And it's just a small, intimate space. And it's got candles and incense and everything. So it's very cozy. And we make a point to try to sage the room to kind of clear our energies i personally whether it's out loud or in my head and i think macy kind of giggles at me i kind of like to ask permission before she i does. enter yeah i've
0: already i've already <laughs> announced to her and the room that she has like honorary permission you know like she can just come in but right. she does she still she asks for well permission. it's
1: also a little bit of an ocd thing like i, I feel like i've stuck it in my head yeah. now if i don't ask permission the room is it's not gonna like me and my yeah. voice is gonna go to shit or something yeah So before this episode, Macy, what did we do? What was the name of that one?
0: It was, motherfuck, a a guided meditation, Meet Your Personal Spirit Guide, uh, a spoken meditation, and it's uh, posted by Jason Stevenson. We'll put the link up. So
1: I know after Macy did this
0: particular meditation for the first time,
1: she contacted me and said, I had a really wild experience. I'm sure you'll want to get into that. Yeah. I'll talk more about Mm -hmm. my experience as well. But we did it again today. I have never gone so deep Mm -hmm. under in a a meditation. I left, I left this room. I went somewhere. I don't know where I went, but I completely
0: left. It's wonderful. And it took me so long to come back. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be branching out a little bit more on that because I'm going to be talking about guided meditations today and uh, how I think it's a really good way to start out, you know, meditating. Because I I went into meditation as a complete, just, I, I knew nothing about it, never done it and i have a very active mind that doesn't like to shut up and so i found that guided meditations have been a really great way for me to find a place that i can go to so i want to be talking about that things that i've experienced and all right so should we actually
1: talk about our guided meditation that we did before this episode
0: um well you know here here's the deal i feel like in any other episode we could yeah and i think the intro thing is is perfect and i think it's a great idea but it's stealing my thunder from my segment today. <laughs> so I think we should hold off for one more episode okay. since mine's Over Guided Meditation. That's, sure. So, so what are you going to be? What are you going to be chatting with us about today? I'm going to be speaking about altars.
1: Good. Yeah. Good. Why we have them, why someone would want one, The um, places that they've kind of popped up. It's basically, it's going to be a very
0: loose discussion about altars. Altars 101, if you will. I'm very excited about this because I admittedly, I I don't know much about them. Um, I've been starting to learn. I'm really interested to see how these two topics intertwine. See, and my brain immediately goes to, you know, before I do, even before I read my runes, before I do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, has a real ritualistic aspect to it. I like to do a meditation. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of fits with the altar, you know, like, I mean, I think before, and this is, you know, it's different for everybody, but in my personal experience, I like to clear my head.
1: Also, like with any kind of tool you might be using, if you cleanse it or clear it, it, you're going to get a better return on that. Same thing with the noggin with the old mind right a better return why not do that for yourself so what would what is the difference between a guided meditation and just a regular sit down and do it yourself meditation
0: well i've done both Mm -hmm. a lot of the time non-guided meditations you you visualize something in your mind or you focus on your breathing quieting the mind but i can't do it not yet i think i can get there i need some sort of a guide just to keep me focused right it helps me stay focused. I find myself deviating from them. Like even when they say, oh, visualize this. Mm-hmm. My brain always conjures its own world. Mm-hmm. I like that. It gives me something to, to go off of. And now there's, there's been some meditations I've done that you create a space and I can kind of meditate quietly because I can go through the steps of getting there.
1: I I will have problems from time to time, even with guided
0: meditation. Uh, Some days I can't shut my brain off.
1: Some days it's too hard. Like, for example, if you're meditating and they say, imagine yourself surrounded by a a white light. A lot of them will, will say that. Sometimes I can't do it. I'm like, do I picture myself from a third person view or am I picturing myself here, sitting I in this room? I overthink it. I do or the same am I thing. In a, yeah. Am I in darkness? You know, where am I? How am I? Am I doing this wrong? I'm so concerned I'm going to do it wrong. See,
0: mine mine isn't that as much as just intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'll find my mind wandering because mm-hmm. it is. It's so scatterbrained. I think that's why
1: I get caught up on the, on the details yeah. like that because I've kind of trained my brain that if I'm constantly thinking about something then the intrusive thoughts can't really poke their head in. Right. So if I sit down, I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? Tell me everything. I'm going to think about it A to B. Then I won't start to mind wander and start thinking about whatever I'm worried about that day.
0: Right. And it's taken me a few months to reach a level of being able to kind of, you know, for lack of, go under, for lack of a better word, you know. You know, the early ones... I would kind of come to feeling refreshed, but I feel like I never left, you know, mm-hmm. like I never really got there. Right. And, uh. Like when you wake up, you were like, oh, I haven't
1: been here yeah. in my, in my own body for a little while. Yeah.
0: Tori, you almost wake up and open your, Are you not wake up, but you open your eyes and you're like, oh shit, I'm in the Zen room. Right. You yeah. Know? Like you, it's just a, it's a shock for right. a second. It just really depends on the day I've had, the mood I'm in, but I started out. Well, I didn't start out, but I pretty quickly moved it doing them in my bathtub. The bathroom Which sounds wonderful. It's great. She it, has
1: this. Macy has this <laughs> huge fucking tub. It's
0: it's so big. It's
1: the deepest and the widest tub I have ever seen. I love it. And it's and by it's a so, window. It's by a. It's by a window. It's the most picturesque thing. It's
0: so beautiful. Think
1: of a bathtub from a romance novel.
0: It's kind you of got nice. it. It's there much it is. What it is. I like it's it's my favorite thing about buying this house i love it and so i would i would uh, i'd make it real hot and i'd fill it full of All these aromatic salts, uh, you know, the laughs of those lavender salts that I got at the Witchy Bazaar, Mm. Um, and they have big chunks of lavender flowers in them, so they float on the water. Epsom salts, of course, some magnesium flakes, and put those in. Sometimes milky type things, and I love a good dry milk. It just makes your skin feel. But I found pure raw shea butter, and so my last bath, I carved a chunk off and threw it in the water. And all like the whole water was glistening yeah. and I got out and I felt like I was reborn, mm-hmm.
1: but I feel like a goddess. You do. You yeah. feel like it's
0: just the world belongs to you. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's great. And so I would meditate in there and I'd bring my Bluetooth speaker and get it all set up. It was very important. It was kind of like the altar thing. It's yeah. getting your space ready. And I would light all the candles. I'd open the window. Cause I like to hear the birds and, and everything had to be exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then I would start the meditation. And the first one that i found myself really reacting to. I was physically moving my body and I wasn't controlling it. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that had happened to me. It was a, a chakra balancing guided meditation. And I'll put the one that I did in the show notes. I don't remember the name, but it was very good. And it was like 45 minutes long. And it takes you through each one of your chakras and you visualize like how the state that they're in when they're dirty with the black smoke and oh. you clear them all out and it was excellent. And I found the most responsive chakra I have is my solar plexus. You've said that before. It is yeah. so, it's, I feel so many emotions through it and or there's so many feelings. And a lot of the times when I do meditations and when I talk about Yaksin, my guide, he affected my, my solar plexus. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a big one. And so when it hit that chakra, I felt myself raising, like almost, it probably looked kind of creepy, like, because I feel like I kind of like jerked my way up, mm-hmm. but I couldn't control it mm-hmm. and was breathing so heavily. That was the first one that I found myself really responding to. And it was at the job that I was at before my current one, I was having a really rough time mentally. Yeah, and you I mean, were in a bad place. That was, <laughs> I was a really bad place. And so I did that and it kind of got me through the next, you know, it would get me, I would do like twice a week Mm -hmm. i was doing it because it would just get me through just a little better you know a few more days until i could figure out what to do and it helped so that really was when i was like i can do this right you know there's something i can do here finally it's not my brain's not broken i I had a little bit of that moment today when we did ours before this episode Mm -hmm.
1: because first of all i've already said it it took me so long to come out of it Mm -hmm. oh those are the best it took me so long but when i did come to, I guess. I was in a different position. Like not majorly, mm-hmm. but my hand had moved and I kind of felt my body doing things. Yeah, and you don't
0: remember I don't remember you doing don't control it. it.
1: And at the more and more I came to, the more I realized, because I was laying on my side, I realized that my hip had just been like laying on the wood yeah. floor. Yeah. And it was hurt you know, it was hurting because it was like a 45 minute meditation. Yeah, it was You a know, long it's one. not short. No. That really kind of solidified yeah just all of that for me because I, again, I've done guided meditation before. It's actually something my counselor suggested to me. She was like, "Go home." She gave me this. I'm going to shout out somebody really quick. Go for it. Um, there's the YouTube channel called The Honest Guys. You've talked about them before. They're wonderful. They are wonderful. First of all, if you're a big fucking nerd like me and you're into the like Hobbit and Lord of the oh, Rings, hell yeah, they've got like guided meditations where you go and like stay with like Frodo, and really? he like brings you some tea. Like, and I know it sounds so lame it sounds cozy it's cozy as fuck um if you haven't listened to it please listen to it but but they've got some other really wonderful and their voices are so uh soothing Soothing, they put a lot of work into their stuff and it has helped my mental my mental state oh it's it's changed
0: my life the turning point for me was the spirit guide meditation that you and i did today but the very first time that i did it he's got a great voice something that he does that i think is invaluable is that he leaves incredibly long pauses if he's got the soothing music and water and different things because he's he's having you picture a scene he after he tells you to picture something he'll have like a two three minute empty pause with the music and stuff in the background and it really helps you get there mm-hmm. because you, and then his voice will come back on and it almost, you feel his you voice you through your of, whole yeah, body. Just like, a shoo. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He walks you through and, and many meditations do this just because it's helping you wind down, but go upstairs, downstairs, through gates, through doors, down, up, you know, and a few steps like that. And he does that a couple of times and you find yourself in this garden, he calls it, but I don't picture it like a garden. To me, it almost kind of, it looks like the African savanna. Really? Yeah. And there's a big, and it's the same every time, but there to the, on the left is this huge boulder. Um, Not like pride rock big, but like a big boulder. Right. And then there's a stream and on the other side of the stream is a big tree and not like a Sahara tree though, like a big oak, you know? And then a tree line surrounding this clearing. But it almost looks prehistoric. I can't explain it. Yeah. But it's got a very otherworldly look to it. Almost different dimension.
1: That is so interesting. Because when when he gets into it, mine, and it's been the same, is like a stony, rubbly, like, jungle. Like, there's vines everywhere. And there's, like, little pools. And it's just, like, this dilapidated, but still, like, very kind of... I don't know if when I say powdery stone. I understand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind of yeah. like slick. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's like for me.
0: And that's how, cra- how it can be so how different. different. Yeah. And he does a good bit clearing any preconceived notions you might have. Like, oh, I bet my spirit animal's a fox. or I'm you know, a lion because I'm a Leo. Yeah. You know, he, he does kind of wipe your brain. And out of the woods steps a caribou. And, I mean, huge horns and, you know, just a reindeer, you know, for those who don't know that they're the same thing. <laughs> it, it stepped out and it walked up. The, our first encounter was pretty simple. It was almost, and the only way I can describe it, it was like a content wall, like in a video game when you haven't unlocked that section yet. And there was a, a circle of brown sticks on the ground and he kept trying to point to something, but it was like gray. I couldn't. Just it's like blocked out. I couldn't yeah. see it. That was pretty much it. That That was the first encounter. So I felt like there was something missing, you know, I and mean, we didn't get to connect. About a week later, I did it again. The second time changed everything. And it also helped me make a very important decision. I came into the clearing and he steps up. Mm. He walks up, which is so, because a caribou is not going to be there. You know, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just so strange. And This reindeer came out of the desert. Yeah, you know, and he came up to me and we sit down in the grass and it's soft and he folds his legs down and you know how they lay and puts his head, the flat of his forehead to mine. And I just hear peace and throughout my entire body was just the biggest release kind of through my solar. It was just joy. Mm -hmm. It was just the the liberation is what it felt like. And it was saying like, like
1: Brings tears
0: to your it eyes. So level of powerful. just like, thank you. Yeah, just in saying, you just, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, just, it will be fine. Don't worry. Just be, just have peace about it. Mm-hmm. And it was just gold glow everywhere. And it was just like, it, whatever he was passing me, it was just glowing. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. I love it. It was beautiful. Everything was golden lit. And it's always at dusk. That's so soothing. It was incredible. And it ended... And I finally came to with the name Yaksin. Like, Yaksin. Spell that one out for me. It's tough, okay? (laughs) And I know that's weird, but I just knew how to spell it. J-A-C-Q-S-O-N. And I just knew that it was supposed to be pronounced Yaksin. You know, and then I've had one more sense with him, and he did the same thing. He gave me confidence. And this was during the, when I was really starting to get worried in the job hunting thing. Mm-hmm. I had already quit the job because after he gave me peace, I came to with the decision of I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. I just, I felt so sure about it. He right. gave me assurance just to be like, it's you, okay. You called me or yeah. you, you videoed I me. I Marco you, yeah. yeah. If
1: I like watched your video and then I went back the last video that you had sent oh, I was angry. There was a change I because was so angry. you you were telling me in your last one you were like I I have I can't do this anymore. I told you I had a breakdown. You I like, like went I'm into having hysterics. breakdowns and then the next one you wrote me and you hadn't even done it yet. You know, you hadn't even like actually left but you were just like it's going to happen and I have to do this and you had like a
0: confidence it, about yeah. you. It was the day that I meditated naked with mm-hmm. my runes. Remember right. me telling you about
1: it? Did I tell you yeah. about that? Yeah, you told me. Did. That you I did.
0: Had... I smoked up this room with sage, and I put on a guided meditation. Because and...
1: you had had a bit of a disconnect. I did. Yeah. I,
0: well, I think I got greedy. Mm. You know, because I believe, uh, and we've talked about this together before, that a lot of this this spiritual world that we live in, you got to give to get. Yeah. You know, and I, I, yeah. I feel like I was so caught up in the excitement of having the runes that I just started using them without researching. I stopped learning. And so it was almost like, all right, give me what I need to know. But yeah. fuck you and fuck, yeah. you know, everything. Be my, be my magic me. Eight ball. Exactly. Yeah. And so I started noticing about three readings I did were just empty. Stop. There was Stop nothing. to you. Yeah, they yeah. did. And so that day I came in here and I, I was, I stripped down and laid out on the floor and I put like feminine runes in feminine places and male runes like on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I just met, I did a meditation involving runes
1: spend some like some quality quality time
0: with them and to let them feel my energy and let them know that i care you know and let like all of you know the the goddess the you know mother earth whatever this this energy is that i can feel Mm -hmm. especially when it rewards me with being on the right track yeah you know And there's i i feel like people listening might know what i mean by that when
1: it's like you you don't feel something you know you don't
0: even question what you what you think you're feeling Mm -hmm. you know it's an intuition thing it is
1: it's not like oh maybe this is a right because you know there's there's there are those times where you try to pull a correlation out. Of, oh yeah out of your ass. oh definitely and you're just like i saw this you know i've done that with maybe feathers a couple of times yeah because we did have such a big connection with feathers yeah there's been a couple of times i've seen them and i'm like oh shit is this a sign do i need
0: to look this up <laughs> but there, it's it's not because when you know you know yeah you know? oh yeah And so that's what I did. I came in and I had a book, the very first book that Wendy, the woman that I've talked about Mm. on the first episode, she told me it was the one she learned from. I finished it that morning because I'd quit reading it. Mm. And so I finished it, did the meditation with the runes. And then it was, um, after that I did the spirit guide. Well, I did a, I did a reading and then I did the spirit guide meditation and both were, the reading absolutely said, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Start over, leave. I mean, it could it could not have been more clear, right. and I was just like, I was almost emotional. I was like, "It's back, it, see, you know, it's letting me see and that's, again."
1: To me, it's almost like because I do feel like you form relationships with these things, or you oh, you absolutely. at least form relationships with their energies. They, can, it's not like they don't care about you. No, you know I, what I mean, and I, and I that's really like they, felt they like. care about you. It's like a relative you haven't called in a while, exactly you know so they're like no i'm going to stop i'm not giving you these things without yeah. some kind of reciprocation or without exactly. some kind of, i need to know i need to know that you you are giving me what i'm giving you exactly
0: respect and me and i respect you i was not there, that's what i was looking for. The, yeah. i was not mm-hmm. and so uh, that was an eye opener right for me you know and so but i didn't talk about one of the most interesting things of the meditation was the magenta aura so yeah, the right. third time that I met Joxon and that he gave me confidence. He appeared as this pink orb, but not pink. It was magenta. He was just, it was beautiful. And he, he kind of like floated it for lack of a better description, kind of like in how the Wizard of Oz when Glinda shows up in that little pink bubble, you know, in the very <laughs> beginning, but like, it looked way cooler. First of all,
1: <laughs> it wasn't done with like the earliest technology. No, available, yeah, But it was
0: like a magenta <laughs> mist. And it formed him Mm. and he came out like formed out of it. And just so happened after I kind of came out of it, I was like, I wonder if that's my aura. Right. You know, because I wish that I could see things like that. And I I like to think that I can eventually work on being able Mm -hmm. to become more sensitive to that. But I don't know what my aura color is, you know, and I've really never asked or been told. And I looked it up and it's the most me thing I have ever read. You sent it to me, and the whole time I was reading, it, I was like,
1: "Oh, this is absolutely amazing." Yeah, I mean,
0: and it's it is it was nuts. It was really crazy, and so. and
1: even the magenta that you described to me because yeah. the way you said it, it, you said it's not like a super pinky. Yeah, it's like a dusty, it's like a like a dusty magenta. lavender. I even did some like in depth reading, and the more cl- like the closer it got to that actual color
0: the more it was like zeroing dead on. (laughs) I know it was nuts. And so I think I I found out through guided meditation that my aura is magenta. Right. And I think it's also important to say that guided meditation, it's not some kind of like miracle
1: thing. It's just, it's opening up your perception to things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going to go lay down for a while and magic spirits are going to come show me things that I want to know. It's I think it's a very personal thing. Yes, I think you can call you can like connect with like guides and spirits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can really connect with them. But I think the majority of what you pull from that is something that you would have been able to see. Yeah. If you were on that plane of existence
0: and no i absolutely agree i (laughs) i almost kind of far out (laughs) is i don't care how crazy it sounds but i feel like yoxan he's an interdimensional being right like he is on. i feel like a lot of a lot of stuff like i think we live in a world that is just layers of paper Mm. and i think each one is a different plane of existence and i think that certain things can move back and forth Mm -hmm. we can't we're locked
1: right
0: so that's my little spiel on meditation and i talked about i think it's a good thing to kind of roll in on Before you, you do your ritual, before you do your divination, before you, you know, you do anything that I think involves a spiritual connection with something to have a clear mind. So what's your altar looking like? So going back to some of the self-care stuff and kind of getting your mind
1: right with your meditation and stuff like that, I think it's really important to have a space of your own. Kind of, we, we cover that a little bit with here, with the Zen room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is yours. I'm in it right now. We're recording in it. Lots of people come over and chilled and stuff, but, like, this space, when you're at home, this is, like, mm. your space. It is a like, fort. Yeah, it's got, like, the blanket. It's, there's, like, a literal sheet as, yeah. as the doorway, you know, and there's pillows on the floor. It's a, it's a fort. It's do a fucking what it fort. It reminds
0: me of, hmm. uh, do you remember the show by any chance called Out of the Box? Out mm. of the Box. Oh, I know Out that song. of the Box. Was yeah. this Disney? No, it came on, uh, fuck, uh... Well, I want to say it came on like Channel Five or something like that. Like it was a kids show in the morning. I know that that theme song. Yeah, and there were these two. There were well, not two. There were several kids, and it was very, very disappointing in some ways because, like, it, <laughs> in the beginning, they crawl into like this basic ass pile of cardboard boxes, but then you know what they come into is this incredible studio set of this playhouse <laughs> that is to. No, like you can't even wrap that's your head like around it up. like the SpongeBob episode where they have the cardboard box and it's imagination. It's yes, pretty much, yeah. And so, you know, I've tried to put boxes together and I got dick. You know, you get <laughs> nothing that's half as cool. And, uh, but it kind <laughs> of reminds me. It's got a this. room full
1: of boxes. Yeah.
0: Like, but everything in here is like cozy, kind of like mm-hmm. how things were. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's the little out of the box space that I always wanted. Mm-hmm. My altar at home, it's in. Weirdly enough, it's in like a
1: hallway, which is generally agreed upon that that's not the best place to do it. Typically, an altar space is going to be somewhere that's kind of quiet, reserved. You can kind of really sit there and be alone with your thoughts. Doesn't have a lot of coming and going energy to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. um I once read that the best kind of altar is one that can be forgotten about. Okay. And I know that there's a lot of people probably reacting to that right now because you don't want to forget about your altar. Right. It, it's one of those, it's like the runes. It's a, living breathing entity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's one of those things that you want to kind of feed with your energy i know that people like with my oracle cards we'll get into that i think probably next episode Mm -hmm. maybe we'll see where see how we feel in a week Mm -hmm. Uh, with my oracle cards a lot of people like to kind of or tarot they'll say thank you to the deck you don't have to say anything you don't have to think anything in particular it doesn't have to be like an incantation you can just give it a little bit of your energy that's like how i did yeah. meditating naked mm-hmm. with the runes giving it that's you know and that's what i was thinking you were you were feeding them mm-hmm. and it's kind of to me it's like you're not forgotten you're not just an object you're mm-hmm. not just some bullshit thing it's it's like watering a plant yeah you, know? you matter you, yeah you gotta give it you gotta give it a little something um, I like to have a candle going as often as I can. I get those big white seven-day candles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're like 79 cents. Oh, they're so cheap. They're so cheap. And you can get them in a variety of colors. I to, need like, to get some of match those. Match your purpose. Yeah, I need to get some I, I want like a houseful of yeah. them. They don't smell. Um, no. I love me some scented candles. I do too. But if I'm going to be
0: burning a different candle for oh, yeah. two different things. Oh, yeah. And if you're you burning know? incense or if you're burning herbs, you mm-hmm. know, it can get a little overpowering. Uh, yeah, I'm not
1: trying to have headaches all the time. Um, So I'll have a seven day candle going. And to me, that is my honoring candle. And I use that to honor the ancestors that I have like the pictures of. Mm. And I kind of like to take a time to light my candle. I have a little offering plate, because I like to offer a little, uh, a little thing of water. Or whatever drink I had. Sometimes it's coffee. Sometimes it's a shot, honestly. And then I'll take, like, a piece of my food that I had from the day. Or if it's a special holiday, I'll, like, bake some, like, soul cakes. Or Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, the special breads and stuff. And I'll leave a little offering of that. When that's done with, I'll take it out and I'll bury it. Um... I used to bury it. Now I put it in my compost because I feel like it's the same thing. It's going back to the earth. It's something. Flora and fauna. Exactly. You know. And And the whole point of of an offering is just like it's something that I had that I am I'm giving it as offering. I'm not going to just take it off the plate and be like, good ass cookie. You know, like I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it on my compost. So your traditional setup is going to consist of a couple of things. You're going to have your goddess and your god side to kind of bring everything into harmonious Mm -hmm. battle. Uh, harmonious battle, battle. <laughs> That's like <laughs> <Yeah>. an oxymoron. <laughs> harmonious battle. um I typically tend to represent the goddess, and a lot yeah. of what I do. Everyone has feminine and masculine energy to them. Oh yeah, and everything has feminine and masculine energy. It's just
0: a varying degree. Well, it's like in um uh, the newest book, kind of on pagan tradition and things like that. uh That I'm reading right now. I'm gonna save it for a future episode. Mm. Um. But it talks about that and it says that, you know, the goddess has been largely forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the the focus on the male god, well, you know, it's there's the Christian god, but there's elements there, you know, that mm-hmm. have really taken over and there's not much of the femininity anymore yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know, we're destroying her. Well, think about witches
1: themselves. Yeah. What
0: what do you think of when you hear the term witch? A female. Yeah. And and
1: and, and what is what image like what is, is she green skinned with a huge nose and she's cackling and she's an evil twat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's not, is she an earth loving person who wants to spread joy and no, help people? Never. No, of course not. She's villainized. She's villain.
0: And so, but that's, that's why I think, you know, because the goddess is, she's kind of been, she's fallen to the wayside mm-hmm. and not to her fault, but that's why I think maybe potentially focusing on her a little mm-hmm. more can, can help bring things into balance well, because she needs that, you
1: know? Okay, so we are amateurs, so we don't know everything about every god and goddess out there. But I really want to look into the green man. He's been calling me, Interesting. I think, a little bit lately. Um, and it's it's so strange because everything is so feminine, female. and But this like green man, he keeps like popping out to me. So well, that's, I want to I like,
0: get into that. I, I think you can't ever predict it, just like how my spirit guide is a male.
1: Yeah. However, typically you would represent your god and your goddess on your altar. You can do that with different colors. You know, the goddess is silver, god's gold. I've even some sometimes seen god as, like, red. You can have your candle on each side or or statues. Uh, the chalice is a very feminine, you know, oh, you fill yeah. that with water. It's, and
0: it's kind of like the womb.
1: It's, yeah, the whole holy girl thing. Your dagger, that's more of the male energy because mm. it's something that's very male. The elements are also something that you want to have represented on your altar. I like to, in a lot of ways, have the elements on my altar or just surrounded, you know,
0: mm-hmm. be surrounded
1: by them mm-hmm. because it brings me back to that place of gratefulness. Mm. Sometimes a shower ritual, a solitary shower ritual is something I try to do on the daily because it's <laughs> so like refreshing and you can just kind of visualize everything being taken away and And water is my element. Oh um, yeah. That's, that's what I'm, I feel like I'm the most tied to. It's one of the best cleansers energetically. You know, um, so you can really see it kind of pulling everything away. But I like to have the the fire, the candle. Mm-hmm. I like to have the glass of water, even though that's my offering. It's also representing yeah. the water, you know, the air. You can do that with a feather. You can do that with incense. Um, I have a feather that mm-hmm. Macy made me um, from the first episode. Yeah, I was going
0: to ask if you've used that yet. Yes,
1: I have. I actually haven't had a chance to um, do any kind of saging. Because you've been out, right? I've been out until I went today and, and picked some more up. Um, so I can't wait to go home and try that. Um, but I, I have had it on my altar to represent mm-hmm. the, the air. And then earth can be versatile. Yeah, you have stone, stones. Stones. Salt. Sticks, you know. <laughs> Even in your shower, plants. I've read that you can use like your soap uh, to represent your earth element. Because a lot of it comes from yeah earthy, yeah. earthy places. <laughs> all in all, you want your altar to be a place where you can come and you can do everything from meditate to worship or pray. It can be a place to just remember people. You can have very specific altars mm-hmm. dedicated to people, mm-hmm. maybe people that have passed, maybe somebody who needs a little bit of extra help right now. You can have altars outside of your home, which I want really badly, mm-hmm. um, like a garden altar um, that can be a place where you, you grow your things and you go out and you spend time in nature. You can have a pocket altar. I don't know if you've seen it. A lot of people use Altoids cans.
0: That's adorable. And they
1: put like really tiny stones that they feel really drawn to. Um, they might put like a little teeny tiny bottle, like one of those little corked bottles of like water, um, a little break off of like an incense. Like it's just take these elements that you want, shrink them down or get really small versions That's adorable. and keep it with you for various reasons. A, you might be traveling and you might be really devout. I personally, I don't travel with like a, a pocket Alter. right yeah um because i feel like you can create space wherever you are mm. or, or it could even be for privacy reasons mm-hmm. you know uh it can be you're again. You're in a place where you can't have your altar out. You can't be publicly doing that kind of stuff, which is an uh, unfortunate reality yeah. of of life. Sometimes you just can't have those things mm-hmm. out in the open. It's something I feel like witches have been dealing with, yeah, yeah, since yeah, since they've since they've been around. And I have the luxury of being able to have a podcast about being a witch yeah,
0: and say your opinion, yeah, and
1: and say things like this. Um Also, anytime I can get up my hands on a picture of someone who came before me. Right. I wanna put that near my altar. We definitely need to have many. Mm. Mean muggin, mamma, mini. Mean mug
0: and mamma <laughs> mini.
1: Yeah, so when we set up your altar in here, or I guess I say we, like I'm I just assume I'm gonna be a part of it. Uh when you set up your altar in here, like
0: what are you gonna like what do you have that you would like put on it? Well I have a few things that uh I well one I wanna order because mm-hmm. um I, being out in the Sticks, you know, I don't have a store that I can go to that carries this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just, it's very rural, you know, blue collar area. You don't have any metaphysical stores or... Y'all got any sage? Yeah, Wiccan shops anything <laughs> like that. I, the first bundle of sage I got, I had to buy at a head shop yeah. in Terrell, yeah. Texas. So, I mean, it was like 40 Hippie minutes Express. from home. Like, uh, yes, actually. Yeah, they overcharged me <laughs> into oblivion. Like, I guess, that was, they didn't overcharge me. I realized Amazon's way cheaper and <laughs> that's just how it is with everything. Unfortunately, they're killing storefronts. Oh, yeah. And so anyway, that's, yeah. So it came from a head shop because there's nowhere else to get it. Um, so I, I gotta get some stuff. I want, I want, uh, an obelisk mm. or an app. Ab- sorry. Whoa. I want an abalone shell. Okay. I was so <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want, I want an abalone shell, uh, to hold the sage, uh, I really want to, I want to have the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a beautiful wooden carved mm-hmm. one that I would really love to have. Um, I have a, I have an amethyst that is really, I'm partial to. I mm-hmm. got it. The, actually, the day of the witchy bazaar. It's a beautiful, oh, clear, strong Yeah, one. hey, this guy right here? Yeah. It's yeah. always, and I keep it by the sage and by all of the cleansing mm-hmm. herbs all the time. And if you're in the zone and you hold that thing, you can almost feel mm-hmm. it buzzing. We know your amethyst is going to be self cleansing. I, I love it. Yeah. So there's
1: no need to like really.
0: I just take it out in the moon or, or no. Anything I I just keep it by those just to keep. God, this is a pretty one. It's a beautiful one, and uh, so I, I, that would be on there. Um. Definitely, I, I'm all about the herbs. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the herbs. Yes. I, you know, I want some, I want some sage on there. I want some sweet grass. A good mortal and pest, pestle. I I have that Maybe. in my Amazon list. Oh, man. Because I want. Because smash some Because I'll
1: tell you, I don't know if you've done it, but like dressing a candle. Oh, and it's like great. And like anointing a candle. It's great. And like great. having a, that is the most. Like, that's the most powerful, like, thing I've sat and done. It's great. <laughs> Even just playing around, I was like, I'm going to
0: see what it smells like if I put cinnamon on this candle. It, like, cinnamon is just
1: raw power to Yeah, me. strong.
0: Yeah. My mom has this massive, and you do too, rosemary, rosemary mm-hmm. bush. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. And it's mm-hmm. just been there for, you know, it's huge. It's like the size of a sedan. And, you know, I, I, she has all of these herbs that I want to have my mortar mortar and pestle and be able to dry them and ground them up and mix them with oil if mm-hmm. I want to. And, you know, just get really you some bottles get, and some quartz. Yes. Yeah. And get the scents out. And yeah, that's yes. And so you I'd know, love to have that. My mom, speaking of more witchy
1: things coming down from, from our grandma's side, my mom told me that uh, she once heard grandma say, our grandmother mm-hmm. say that a house with rosemary that grows wild mm-hmm. means a strong woman lives there. I like that, right? And well, it's
0: it's true for <laughs> so far. It's been true it's, every time. Oh, oh, yeah. So I mean, I, I really I want that on there. And you know I me, mean, I'm very earthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I that's really what I connect to. Like you said, water is your element; the earth yeah. is mine. I can, I feel like Absolute when I'm barefoot, yeah. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel. It's just I don't know. I, I actually thought about it. that when I was putting my notes together
1: over here for the altar stuff. I was writing examples of fire, water, that kind of stuff. And I I just kind of went off this trail. I was like, you know, I'm really connected to water. I've been feeling fire recently, Mm. but I feel like that's a temporary Mm. thing that I'm just kind of feeling it. I was like, I wonder what Macy is. And like with no hesitation, I was earth. like, Oh, she's Earth. No, not even a fucking yeah. question. It's
0: earth with maybe a twinge of wind. Right. I love the I love the clean See, the I'm wind. like water with like a twinge of fire. See, yeah, it's <laughs> we balance each other yeah, well.
1: So good. And
0: uh there's this really beautiful chunk of like rock quartz that Hunter got me from Oklahoma when they went. Yeah. And I think that would be a good earth mm-hmm. element. I have my goose feather mamma jamma for wind it's a hawk feather and spring well water for water Mm -hmm. and a candle for fire so i mean i you know i think i would have that on there of course i'm gonna have my book of shadows when i first oh you she just got the most banging ass book of shadows that's gonna we're gonna post a picture of that because it's fucking sweet where what did you get this i got this off of amazon
1: amazon do you remember the seller
0: I will put it up because it's, got, it's the best thing I've ever seen. It's it's
1: a leather bound, but it's also like super embossed,
0: super and it's thirteen like by ten inches. It's it's a it's, it's as, as big, big as, as a, that feather. It's as big as a mac, which bar. we've established is as big as your upper body. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, inlaid, and it's it's beautifully embroidered and stitched, and it's got these big metal locks that you mm-hmm. can open but on the front are the seven chakra stones yeah. that are in it's just and the paper is I'm like old papyrus at, like, the real stones they are a lot of the times they'll be like those jewel tone no, bullshit they're stones. they're it's beautiful yeah. and so you know i want that up there and it's going to contain all of my finalized mm-hmm. notes uh certain incantations that i relate to uh the very opening is a, a poem by grandma that our grandma, you know, she we were going to mention her mm-hmm. a lot in this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wrote some poetry. I, I don't know how she's going to feel about it. Well, and so I made that the first entry in this book, uh, which will eventually contain all of my finalized, you know, rituals that I like, you know, certain notes on the runes, uh, anything like that. It's going to be a reference guide. And so it's my my book of Shadows right now. It's mostly empty because it's new. But that's going to be on the altar. Um, So really... And my runes, they, they're they going to be there. Yeah. just Any, I That's like a perfect place to keep the tools, mm-hmm.
1: you know, because on uh, my altar, it's got a bunch of little divots and cubbies. I think I already said that. But it's a perfect place to kind of stash all these tools away. Mm-hmm. And up top, you can keep like your seasonal dressings and stuff. But it is, it's gotten to the point where you come by, I can sit at it and you can just feel it. Feel the energy you know? of it's, it. And, and to me, what it feels like, and this may be silly, because um, I like to give very specific energies to things when I feel them oh, coming yeah. through. The energy that this whole altar has, not the individual things, but just the whole space, is like, hey, buddy, hey, hey, you're back. Oh, yeah, It
0: just feels like that kind of thing. And it's like, come sit with I'm us. I'm picturing it like the vagina and big mouth. Hey, girl, yeah, Yeah, you're kind of. <laughs> I've just been dying to meet it you. It looks just like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um but really I, I think that about wraps it up yeah um whenever we do a ghost episode it's going to be four fucking hours the first time that you see an upload from from us that is
1: anything over an hour and a half it's ghosts you know we're talking about ghosts yeah clark's deal my my husband clark's deal is um the whole thing we talked about in the first episode like you don't believe it until it happens to you yes. and we're not going to get into it now but we have a audio clip that
0: he was end- rattled
1: he was shook about it
0: so i'm very excited to get into yeah that'll happen sarah
1: (laughs) do we know what we're talking about next week what can Uh, we look
0: forward to i I think next week i'm I'm really feeling talking about energy healing Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been reading a great book that i'm going to be um called energy medicine by donna eden and i'm going to be talking about that and delving into it and there's some really great exercises and uh a ground up teaching of different energy centers at your meridians your chakras you know your your certain pressure points that can jump start it. it's it's excellent. are we going
1: to talk about chakras a little bit next we're going to talk about some chakras cuz I, I
0: know shit. I'm going to just talk about it a little because I would like to actually do a whole episode Episode, on them because there's so much you can talk about, Mm -hmm. but it's touched on in here and it can kind of be a good little taster Mm -hmm. uh, for a little bit about them, but I'm super into chakras and I I think they're super interesting. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. We're going to get into some, some energy, uh, energy healing here. All
1: right. And I am going to be talking about Oracle cards, the difference between an Oracle card and tarot deck, how to use them why i love them mm-hmm. and why you should love them too.
0: This was uh this was much smoother, I feel like. Oh, for sure. I mean, I Well, it's, the first one's out of the way. It's not a hot fucking mess like the first <laughs> Would you one... say the first one was a hot mess? I would. Yeah. <laughs> I really really would. It's cuz we've just... listened to it
1: so many times at this point. Oh, god. We know it by heart. We know every edit we have
0: made by heart. Oh god, so many. <laughs> Alright guys. It's been fun. It's been real. I, I can't say that again. I ended the first one, saying it was, it's been real. Yeah. That's it's I gotta I gotta be It better. was tight. Oh how do we do this? I can't say that convincingly. I'm gonna sound it's tight. I, I'm it's gonna, dope. I'm just yeah, gonna sound dumb. <laughs> it's tight. Sound like a little That I'm gonna take that and that's gonna be the end of every episode. It's tight. It's tight. Until next week. Until next week when we talk about more good shit good witchy shit in a very amateur way <laughs> this has been the witch bitch
1: amateur hour wubba <laughs> that's
0: what <laughs> go me on my chest. Thank God. <laughs> oh no, that's recorded.